This podcast is a presentation of UCTV.TV, University of California Television. Like what you learn? Help others discover UCTV podcasts by leaving a comment or rating in iTunes. Please warmly welcome the 14th Dalai Lama. Respected elder brothers and sisters and younger brothers, sisters. I always start to talk just called brothers, sisters. Firstly, I don't like formality. I think when we're born, no formality. When we die, no formality. <laughs> so, now on, uh, between there, I think we should treat you as another human brother, sisters. And furthermore, I have certain reasons. Uh, Everybody want happy life. That's our right. I usually believe and telling people the very purpose of our life is for happiness. Reason. Future, no guarantee. But just because of the, because of the based on hope or something good, something, no matter how present or past, some difficulties, but still, with hope, live. Once you completely lost hope, then that very mental attitude shortened our life. And then worst thing, suicide. So therefore, we can say, the very purpose of our life is happiness, joyfulness. Now, However, now today, seven billion human beings, everyone want happy life, and everyone have right to be happy a human being, but a lot of problems. Besides nature disaster, many problems, essentially our own creation. Now here, big contradiction. One way, nobody wants problem, want happiness. But many problems, many suffering, our own creation. Why? As a living being, even animal, part of our emotion, anger, fear, uh, and, and that, although part of our mind, for example, when we're born, ignorant, letter, script, and many professions, uh, gradually we learned. So similarly, see, I think basic art of the mind, is it there, more or less, I think, like other animals, very limited. But through training, you see, we create this as the utilized human intelligence, potential of our intelligence, and we learned many things through training, through study. So similarly, our emotion also, you see, through training, through learning, we can, we can deal, we can tackle our emotion. So therefore, uh, most important thing to tackle our destructive emotion is kindness, loving kindness. But that entirely based on sense of oneness of humanity. So, if we really 
create through education, through awareness, sense of oneness of seven billion human beings, then I think a lot of usually I call man-made problem that not necessary. Uh, females never create problem. No. Oh. <laughs> Some female <laughs> also, you see, <laughs> I think will contribute to some sort of problem. <laughs> but generally speaking, of course, all these uh, man-made sort of problem or human-created problem, that's quite sad. Why may we do not want suffering? Uh, uh, but at the same time, a lot of problems we created. Why? due to lack of oneness of humanity. So therefore, when I give talk, I always start use the word brother, sisters. And also, the selfish reason, when I think I'm just one human being, then I feel you see, there are a lot of brothers, sisters, a lot of human friends. If I too much emphasis, oh, I'm Dalai Lama, then out of seven billion, only one Dalai Lama. So that creates loneliness. <laughs> when I think more seriously, we are same. Same human being. Uh, so with that feeling, when I meet different people, different country, I always feel we are the same. No barrier. So therefore, according to my own experience, I deliberately try to promote uh, universal compassion uh, based on sense of oneness of humanity. So that's my uh, number one commitment. But at the same time, Takasatari, the topic of embracing the beauty of diversity. Oh, Kasa. The topic. So as you know, the topic for today's to lecture is um, Embracing the beauty of the diversity of in, the, in our world. So now, diversity. I think in human history, uh, in millions of years ago, I think a human being, this kind of sort of human body, eventually developed. But at that time, you see, uh, because of different location and including different sort of climate condition, and then their way of life, uh, according to that, so there are some differences. Northern world, southern world, east, eastern world, western world, like that. Then eventually language develop and the script develop. So sometimes I feel, ah, different people, different culture, different language, uh, like different variety of flower. In big uh, flower garden, no matter how beautiful, but entire flower is same, then not much attractive different color, different size. Uh, I don't know, bees, uh, they may prefer, you see, different variety of flower or not, I don't know. But I think as far as sort of beauty is concerned, a big garden, different flower, is really more effective, attractive. So like that, the big garden on this planet of human being, different culture, 
different let's say language or different uh, a certain way of life a different culture not imposed but kasoda evolution way naturalist or develop so it suits the condition or environment of that particular place so therefore the variety of culture and way of life is practical useful but then we should not too much emphasis on that many our problem is we too much emphasis on secondary level of differences different nationality different color uh, different religious faith even same sort of faith and same nationality or same color but then rich and poor or uneducated or educated people so i think many problem which we are facing those problem which our own creation we too much emphasis on differences so we have to make more balance keep our own identity our own cultural heritage at the same time without losing sense of oneness of humanity particularly now today in ancient time okay i think native american in thousand years uh, they remain here completely isolated and we asian people in asia our way of life go like that now now we are 21st century global economy see no sort of limitation or demarcation of also nationality or continent everything interdependent and then global warming no differences this continent or that continent and then population when i first uh, came to india as a refugee then 6 million kaza marmar kaza de 6 billion now it is 7 billion so according some sort of expert say end of this century human population will reach 10 billions and then even you see 7 billion here oh very sadly the gap rich and poor not only global level but also national level there are quite serious gap rich and poor even this country america i think richest country but the gap ka Oh, the gap, rich and poor. One one occasion in Washington, I mentioned the capital of the, as the great nation. It's the capital around there also. You see some uh, suburbs are there, suburbs of Washington. There are poor people. So now this, ah. Uh, not only morally wrong but practically also source of problem we have to reduce this gap rich and poor so therefore uh, and then meantime uh, the reduce reduce does not mean the the kasachu uh richer people should be poor no <laughs> the poorer section of people their living standard must develop must uh, uplifted uh, so we further need more sort of money more material things so therefore the nature resources there is some sign of scarcity of nature resources including water so therefore uh, i think the the whole sort of planet the trend you see there's some changing 
uh, including global warming. So therefore, now time come. Uh, we have to work together and share each other's problem. Uh, act as a one human family. I really feel that. So therefore, uh, irrespective whether believer or non-believer, we have to pay more attention about deeper our value. That is human loving kindness or human affection. Now there is real hope. Uh, some now scientists, through their examination, experiment, you see, they took conclusion. Basic human nature is more compassionate. Uh, one sort of clear indication is constant fear, constant anger actually eating our immune system. More compassionate mind brings more self-confidence. That brings inner strength. That reduces fear. And also the compassion brings friendly atmosphere. I think easily compassionate mind there, genuine smile come. Uh, I think smile is one unique about a human being. Maybe some monkey may have some sort of, <laughs> sort of ability, I don't know. But otherwise, I think smile is, I think, one of our sort of the, 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 uh, unique thing. So smile really brings closeness feeling. Even uh, difficult to communicate language, language, different language. But we can, uh, through smile, we can easily sort of also they bring a friendship, closeness feeling. Uh, however, a smile, I think uh, our brain is so smart. The smile also sometimes, diplomatic smile, scarcity smile. This smile, instead of bring happiness, but more suspicion. <laughs> Genuine human sort of, let's say, because of the smile, is really sign of loving kindness. So basic, as I mentioned earlier, basic human nature is more uh, compassionate. So now, so now, this our intelligence, this brain, marvelous brain, now should uh, support this basic our nature good quality. Now here. Not only myself, but many scientists and some educationists have some sort of reservation. The existing so-called modern education, not adequate about our inner value, such as compassion and tolerance, forgiveness. When modern education starts in Europe, I think I'm not very sure. I'm not a historian. But it seems to me the, the industrialized nation, in, industrialization, this is start. Then working class people. Uh, uh, so, so at that time, uh, the previously religious institution, church, monastery, the, uh, the place, uh, educa education place, uh, eventually, the modernization or industrialization, uh, then it needs separate institution for education. So at that time, I feel quite sufficient, quite balanced. Moral ethics, compassion, these take care by church. Uh, the newly developed education institution carry certain other sort of the knowledge. So now, uh, gradually, the, I'll say the religious effect in the society, sometimes, you see, a little bit, uh, uh, 
decrease. So now education institution itself should take full responsibility, not only development of our brain, but also strengthening basic human value. That's compassion. So, although compassion, love, animal also have, but since we have this marvelous brain, so use our intelligence, our brain, also towards the human being, we have the ability to develop infinite love. Animal cannot do because of this intelligence. So therefore, uh, I always now appealing people, and particularly the education institution, now should pay more attention about education, moral ethics, uh, inner value. So that even uh, I usually call the in education field the hygiene education about hygiene of physical. So similarly, we should include, or you should, add, we should add education about hygiene of emotion. So that the education about material value provide us physical comfort. Education about our mental sort of system, rather mental, mental thing, or moral, moral thing, that provide us mental peace, mental health. So now scientists also now uh, they they so they are, they are taking conclusion. Healthy mind is very important for a healthy body. So like part of hygiene of physical health, uh, we must include hygiene of emotion. For that, we should uh, know quite a detailed way about the system of our emotion. Sometimes I call map of emotion, map of mind. Once we have sort of fuller knowledge about the whole system of emotion, then much easier to tackle these destructive emotions such as anger, hatred, like that. So therefore, the, I think like this university and some other uh, education institution, please pay more attention at these things. And then in India, uh, and also it's the help of Emory University, we already drafting the uh, curriculum about uh, uh, secular ethics. When, I, when we use secular, uh, according Indian understanding, according Indian understanding, secular means respect all religion and also respect non-believer. That's, I think, very relevant to this world. According some sort of words, uh, some people say they out of seven billion, one billion non-believer. These also human brothers, sisters. Uh, they also usually the problem is when we talk kindness, loving kindness, these things, or forgiveness, these things. Then people get the impression these are religious matter. People who have no interest about religion, then they also you see, not much pay attention about these things. That is wrong. Whether you accept religion or not, up to individual. But, you see, peace of mind, everybody want, everybody need. So education about hygiene of emotion, uh, the secular way, uh, then it cover entire seven billion human beings. In the West, the very word secular Sometimes you see people, some of my friends, you see, they say secular is some sort of meaning or disrespect of religion. Uh, and it, at least you see some kind of, uh, of the distance from religion. According to Indian understanding, not that way. So, in any way, 
you see one sort of what's today, uh, moral principle uh, with fuller understanding or fuller knowledge about our emotion, our mind, uh, not relying on religion, uh, not talking about next life, not talking about hell or heaven, but simply how to create happy human being on this, uh, on this planet. That's our main sort of, I'll say, the talk. So, uh, I think with this sort of topic, uh, we Tibetan, we are very much sort of uh, making effort to preservation of our own language, our own, uh, I'll say, the knowledge, uh, these things. But uh, at the same time, within the, uh, the concept of oneness of humanity, so then okay, too much emphasis, we, 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 then automatically create they, they. So then distance, we and they. That's the basis of bully, exploitation, and finally violence. So entire seven billion human beings should consider part of we. Ah. Even if some people, troublemaker for you, they are also human being. So they deserve our love. In spite, you see, their negative attitude, if we keep our love, then there is a real possibility today's enemy, uh, next time, become best friend. So these things, uh, I usually see that, the reason we call enemy is their certain attitude, not as a human being. So genuine love and compassion oriented human being, not their attitude. So therefore, the genuine compassion and loving kindness can extend towards troublemaker, so-called your enemy. Their attitude towards you, negative, but still they are human brothers, sisters. They deserve our love, our kindness. Uh, through that way, as I mentioned earlier, the negative attitude due to their uh, negative emotion. So emotion always changing. So today's negative attitude due to certain uh, negative emotion, if you keep Friendship, loving kindness, showing them loving kindness, suddenly there is possibility to change. So that's why the very meaning of tolerance, forgiveness is like this. Forgiveness does not mean you just forget what happened. No. If you really forget, then no basis of tolerance. You keep what they've done, negative thing. But not, not let develop anger, hatred towards them. So that's the genuine meaning of forgiveness, like that. So I think that's all. <laughs> now, some question, isn't it? Some, some question. Your Holiness, uh, this question comes from a woman named Marion Engelking. She says, my name is Marion Engelking and I am 93 years old. My granddaughter Jenny Conley is graduating from UCSD tomorrow. I have lived nine decades through war, peace and uncertainty. And I've always told my children, my grandchildren, and my great-grandchildren, leave the world a better place than when you found it. This woman who's 93 years old is asking you, what advice can you give to my granddaughter and her graduating classmates on how they can contribute to making the world a better place? Very good. Very good question. Firstly, I want to... Uh, 
show my respect. Elder sister, 93. 93. Wonderful, wonderful. I think that kind of concern is, I think, very reasonable and very important sort of concern. Uh, answer, I think I already mentioned, and, and on that, uh, we are beginning of 21st century, now 2017. So remaining <laughs> century uh, still in future. So past, like 20th century, nobody can change. Only we learn what happened there. Otherwise, impossible to change. The future is still, you see, in the space. So can change. Therefore, your grandchildren, grand-grandchildren, you see, they can uh, change this century, 21st century. I always telling, 20th century which is my century. I'm generation of 20th century. So 20th century, a lot of violence, more serious of the violence, First World War, Second World War, uh, then including civil war in Russia and China and many other places, uh, and Vietnam War, Korean War. Uh, even today, you see, there are some sort of today, pocket pockets of violence there. Uh, now certain certain sort of the violence, the pocket pockets. These I consider result of 20th century's mistake and 20th century's negligence. So therefore, now uh, 20th century. Uh, I think in 20th century, you see, people or nation, whenever they find some sort of obstacle, their first reaction from their mind is how to solve this by force. That is totally mistake, wrong. Uh, so now, uh, this 21st century, in order to create peaceful century, we must develop this century should be century of dialogue. Whenever we find some disagreement, we have to think how to solve, how to reduce this gap through talk uh, with mutual respect, mutual love. Consider they also part of human brothers, sisters. So their interests, we must respect. So through also the mutual respect and reconciliation, and any problem have to solve by talk. So this century should be century of dialogue in order to create this century, uh, century of peace. Uh, so therefore, you see, some kind of different views, different interests, so long, we human beings on this planet, I think some differences always there. <laughs> so these different interests, different sort of concept is the source of conflict. So now we have to find ways and means to uh, reduce, you see, these differences through talk with mutual respect, mutual understanding, and basically respect their right and consider them our brothers, sisters. So, that's my view. Mm. Next question. Mm. Chris from New Zealand is asking, after 15 years of war, how would you advise military veterans traumatized by war that remains in their minds to find inner peace? Now, I think it is quite natural. Any person who's the previous sort of tragic experience, 
sometimes you see uh, remain in their mind. Now here, uh, I usually see telling people, and I myself, you see, uh, see uh, ah, no, no, my tutor, when I was uh, young, some sort of see, unhappiness there, uh, then my tutor, you see, advised me, uh, he took one quotation of 8th centuries, great Indian, one of great Indian master. Uh, when you see certain sort of sad things already you passed, because you experienced in the past, or even today, analyze whether that sadness or that a tragic situation can overcome or not. If through analyzation, through investigation, if there is possibility to overcome that tragic situation, then no need worry. If that tragic situation, no way to overcome already happened, then no use too much worry. Uh, so you see, your case uh, already happened. You see, uh, too much thinking about that, too much reflect on these things, not much use. Look, future. As I do. My own century, my own century, student century. Oh, a lot of violence, a lot of bloodshed. Uh, because of that, sad things in my century, 20th century, I'm looking forward to the first century. Now, 21st century, at the beginning, the people making effort now, remaining of this century, eventually, I think, end of this century, can be genuine, peaceful century. So, there is real hope. Now, with awareness, and everywhere, every continent, heavily interconnected, interdependent, Look, you see that, now here, our intelligence uh, should use the future of the world, uh, not only nation to nation, but continent to continent, heavily interdependent. That's the nature. Uh, not like ancient time. Ancient time, yes, you see, your interest and their interest is something different. Therefore, destruction of your neighbor may be some benefit to yourself. Now, modern, modern case is destruction of your neighbor, it's destruction of yourself. So therefore, that uh, we have to, uh, through, through use our intelligence, the, look the reality, more holistic, uh, then combined with warm-heartedness, so human intelligence, far-sightedness, and realistic, and combined with warm-heartedness, through that way, this century can be peaceful century. Even look, 20th century, at the early part of 20th century, I think when different nations declare war on other nations, every citizen of the nation proudly, without any question, joined war effort. Now, that kind of way of thinking completely, I think, changed. Uh, in this country, during Vietnam War, uh, many people against that. Uh, so, therefore, I think, look, Europe, European Union, in the early part of the 20th century, killing each other, like French and German. After Second World War, they become more mature. So they de develop interest about common interest. So European Union started. I often telling people, I feel, according to my feeling, if European Union not develop, then last a few decades, I think some violence within these member states. Because of European Union start. 
so people become more mature, more far, far-sighted way. Far-sighted, you see, thinking, common interest, rather than just national interest. So these are, I think, big change within 20th, within 20th century. And Warsaw Pact, uh, NATO, Warsaw Pact, you see, eventually Warsaw Pact, you see, disappear. Uh, sometimes I sort of express uh, the NATO headquarters should shift to Moscow. Uh, then people feel, Russians feel, uh, through decades, oh, Westerns are their negative uh, enemy. So, so that must sort of reduce, must change. So through practice, if NATO headquarters eventually for peace, that border uh, in Moscow, then I think millions of Russian mind some change. So like that. So I think uh, within 20th century, if we make study or look closely, early part of uh, thinking about situation, 20th century, later part of 20th century, I think much changed. Therefore, now this 21st century continuation of later part of 20th century, I have more hope. Uh, with that hope, more effort, not just prayer. Sometimes I jokingly say, telling people, if we met Jesus Christ or Muhammad and Buddha and Vihar, Mahavira, Mahavira, if you ask, please bring peace on this planet, then most probably they will tell us uh, who creates violence, not God, not Buddha, <laughs> not Jesus Christ, but we human beings. So you have the responsibility to solve this. <laughs> not, not, not through prayer, but through action. Uh, you have to solve So, you see, uh, in order to carry realistic action, we have to know the reality fully. In order to know the reality, just through one uh, angle, we cannot see the reality. Uh, we must look through all different angles. Or dimensions, not just one dimension, two dimensions, but four dimensions or six dimensions. So in order to, to, to look that way, you see, your mind should be more holistic way. Look. More wider perspective. Through that way, you can see more dimension. Through that way, you will see the reality. With that sort of understanding and enthusiasm, self-confidence, honest, truthful, uh, we want happiness, happy world. Every human being should be happy. So that's our goal. So therefore, our goal is right and our motivation is sense of concern of their well-being, then our method, com- combination of our intelligence and willpower from here, I think this 21st century eventually can be peaceful, happy century. I feel that. One question from Taisha in Kalsbad uh, is, Your Holiness, hate speech as well as religious and racial intolerance have become more apparent in the United States as the year progresses. As a private citizen, how can I create an environment imbued with compassion and tolerance in my immediate environment? She's asking practical question. How can she change? I think, as I mentioned earlier, I think we should use our intelligence. If you use harsh words, uh, all these uh, 
come from narrow-minded. So long run, what benefit you? If you want lonely person, then okay, use harsh word towards this, this friend or this friend, this friend. And then sometimes no other people then hit on your own uh, on your <laughs> head like that. <laughs> that sense, any sensible human being uh, do not want that. See, we want oh, happy, joyful. Oh, in order to create joyful individual, we need friend. We are social animal. Uh, so therefore, mm, uh, friendship very important. The friendship entirely depends on trust. Trust uh, come if you show them, as I mentioned earlier, genuine smile, genuine respect, genuine love. Then trust come. So, we are social animal. Uh, any harsh word or negative attitude, or even even animal. Sometimes, some extent, they also know. You see, some dogs. You see, if you feed them uh, without genuine love, they also is quite clever. Take the food and never show appreciation. If we show them genuine love, uh, and then they really, see, their tail truly goes like that, and then uh, close are uh, they licking you. <laughs> Wonderful, isn't it? So they also, their brain, their intelligence is very limited, but even then they are part of social animal. So they very much appreciate about our love. Those dogs always barking, often remain lonely. <laughs> dogs uh, more friendly with other dogs, always play together and remain together. So if uh, anyone who really uh, can live without any human brother, human brothers, human sisters. And then okay, uh, every human being, uh, when you met any human being, because of a harsh word and negative face, and where, where you can buy your food. <laughs> if you, you see, as soon as enter the shop, a negative, harsh word and negative face, eventually uh, you can't get any, any, anything. <laughs> We cannot live eating rice or because eating grass. You, we cannot. Uh, we are an, human, human being. In, human beings are social animal. So individual human beings' livelihood, livelihood entirely depends on the rest of the community. So community is very source of our future, very source of our because of the happiness. So any sort of attitude, verbal action, physical action, uh, which sort of harm, harms, you see, the, that friendship, then that is, uh, I think, very basis of our survival. Uh, now, because of the destroying or damaging. So use common sense. Should not, should not become slave of our narrow-minded short-sighted. Okay. <laughs> Holiness, Honor from La Jolla uh, is asking, who do you admire most in the world? Oh, there are many. Uh, f firstly, I think uh, in our generation, of course, Mahatma Gandhi. And uh, I think this country, Martin Luther King. I think great. Great. Now among the living, Bishop Tutu. I really love him. Uh, whenever we meet, we always 
teasing each other. So he often described me mischievous Dalai Lama. So I turned I turn mischievous bishop. <laughs> so uh, I really respect him. Really. Uh, he also, you see, uh, loves me, respect me. So one occasion, you see, he because uh, of, of the one, because of the public, public sort of meeting or something, talk. You see, he uh, very much praised me. And then he, uh, so at the end, you see, he mentioned, unfortunately, this person is not Christian. <laughs> then one, one occasion, he teasing me. He, as a Christian practitioner, ready to go to heaven. Dalai Lama goes somewhere in a different place. <laughs> really nice, really nice. Uh, wonderful. And now, my only sort of worry is his now old age. A such person, I think, should live long and can serve humanity. At least make one example of good human being. That's my view. And then, of course, in Europe, late, because uh, I would, President Havel of Czech. Wonderful, wonderful person. So like that. So then in India, the first Indian president, uh, Rajendra Prasad. Wonderful person. These I usually admire. Like that. And Madhavak Gandhi, of course, I myself, you see, consider follower of him. Like that. I truly follow him. Ahimsa, non-violence. But I cannot sort of follow his sort of, because of dress or these things. That, are, uh, <laughs> of course, firstly, I'm Buddhist monk. I have to keep using the Buddhist because of the monks' dress, these things. Uh, I think practical level also, I, I, I cannot sort of uh, copy his sort of, so that's uh, dress like that. One time, you see, the uh, Luther King, so attracted, you see, towards Mahatma Gandhi, uh, some occasion, one occasion, he even wanted to dress like Mahatma Gandhi. His widow told me like that. <laughs> Jacqueline, uh, Jacqueline of San Diego is asking, what lessons have you learned in this lifetime? That may take a while to answer, but... Uh, <laughs> uh, of course, I think first uh, lesson about love I learned from my mother. The, I consider first teacher of love, loving kindness, is my mother. My mother, really, very, very kind mother. Uh, he never showed angry face. He always loved, not only myself, but also some neighbors, children, or particularly poor children. She really showed infinite love. Wonderful. Uh, then, uh, gradually, uh, I study uh, uh, the Buddhist text. Actually, come from India since 8th century. So, today, now I notice I think very important part of ancient Indian knowledge uh, available only among Tibetan tradition. We study rigorously, not just sort of rituals or prayer, but study. Firstly, memorize these root text we call root text. Then each word uh, explain. By explanation, each word by Indian master's commentary. 
then also Tibetan masters. And then we extensively use debate, use logic. If this is so, that must be. If this is the case, then might be some contradiction or that, 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 that point. So that kind of sort of investigation is very, very helpful. Helping, sharpening our mind. It's very, very useful. So I carry study that way. And then become refugee. Although 1954, uh, I had opportunity to visit Peking, and I met Chairman Mozudong and many party leaders, really dedicated, wonderful revolutionary people, leader, wonderful. Uh, so at that time, I learned uh, uh, about Marxism. So even today, as far as socio-economic theory is concerned, I'm Marxist. So very useful. Uh, I, I learned from Chairman Mao and a uh, number of leaders at that time. So then, then 56 came to India. Now, uh, visit Peking, 1954 into 55, then 56 come to India. Then since 59, uh, remain India as a refugee. And a lot of sort of new opportunity, meeting with people, different uh, spiritual tradition, uh, different sort of academic sort of subject. Oh, and then particularly scientists. So nowadays, I sort of consider myself, and also telling people, half Buddhist monk, half scientist. Wonderful, <laughs> wonderful. So therefore, uh, sometimes I sort of uh, publicly sort of telling, all these opportunity uh, happen because of uh, Chinese communist ruthless sort of uh, policy. We escaped. So we got this opportunity. If I still remain as a great 14th Dalai Lama in Potala, I think my mind is still narrow-minded. <laughs> so you see, one sort of uh, tragedy really brings a lot of new opportunity, a lot of good things like that. So things relative. There is no absolute negative. Like that. Hmm? Marsha from San Diego asks, how can we remain calm and centered when things all around us are chaotic? So ultimately, this human mind, human intelligence, as I already mentioned, I think our intelligence really uh, have great ability you see, to, to make balance about our emotion. So that's why uh, I now appreciate, I realize ancient Indian tradition about how to tackle our emotion. Now, modern India, not much pay attention, these things. So, so now, one of my commitment is in India, uh, we want to revival of ancient Indian knowledge in India. Uh, so, so this, I think, very, very helpful uh, to open our intelligence and how to use our intelligence. That brings the inner strength, a realistic approach that becomes calm mind. That, that brings uh, calm mind. Relax, always relax. Yes? Daphne from Spring Valley asks, what is your definition of success in life? Success, as I mentioned earlier, our very purpose of our life is happy life. So I think myself and many other, my friend, you see, uh, under difficult circumstances, they keep happy mind. 
always joyful, always smile. Regina from Mexico is asking, why have you done so much work with college students? What is the most important or surprising thing you've learned from interacting with college students? Two things. Uh, students, as I mentioned earlier, the generation of 21st century, you are the basis of our hope. Uh, and then secondly, uh, when I meet or sit you see, face to face, old people. Then sometimes, you see, I feel uh, something like, you, you go first or I go first. <laughs> uh, so when I meet, you see, young people, young students, I myself used to feel uh, that moment I feel younger. Like that. So I love meet uh, young students who have real bright future. So there is possibility uh, to serve them to some extent, like that. We have a question here from uh, Josh who asks, how can we learn to provide selfless service to others yet avoid neglecting ourselves in the process? The line between service and self-care can get blurred. Of course, physical level, you see, you need rest, you need sufficient sleep, and sort of sufficient sort of proteins. Right? Uh, this, of course, you have to take care. Uh, but mentally, more serving other people, you get more satisfaction. Uh, more satisfaction gives you more happiness and you feel fulfillment your life. So, so serving other people, thinking more compassionate is the best way to fulfill your own interest. Like that. The other hand, just think oneself, self-centered attitude more worry, more anxiety. So, again here, use our intelligence. What is long-term, what is benefit? More altruistic attitude, serving other people, uh, helping other people, that's the best way to bring one's own happiness or satisfaction, like that. So let's, uh, I think, uh, ask a final question, and that is, if you could solve one problem in the world, what, what would it be? That's a difficult question. There are so many, <laughs> so many problems. So oh, whatever way, uh, some make some contribution. I think one single person solve one world problem, I think impossible. So, you see, try to make some contribution and raise uh, more or say, the comrades work together. <laughs> These things, you see, I think worldwide movement, education field. Now in India, many people now showing interest and in this country also, in Europe also. So now this, uh, like Kaza, Kaza, Ripple, sorry, ripple. Oh, something drops here, ripple, where? Go like that. So like that. I think uh, any human movement first start from individual. So we all have this sort of ability. Now here, I'm talking few thousand people here. Each of you have your own friend. So I always is telling people, from one person, at least uh, 10 friends share certain sort of things. And then each 10 uh, share their own uh, friends. That means 100. That way, uh, from one, 10, from 10, 100, 100,000, 
thousand, ten thousand, hundred thousand. Go like that. That's the way. See, this uh, nothing you see happen because uh, of, of the miracles already. Uh, through effort, through gradual change. So that's my view. And thinking that also, you see, brings inner sort of strength. Things not easy. Uh, but there's a possibility. Therefore, that brings, uh, I think, firstly, willpower from altruism. Uh, the method, releasing method from brain, combine these things. Then uh, the self-confidence, determination come. Or willpower also come. So, so then with sort of positive sort of what's the uh, vision and a determination and a self-confidence, then days, weeks, months, years, decades, uh, not much problem. If really a difficult mind, then even few hours difficult, calm mind with full enthusiasm, optimism, years, years, not differences. Okay. Okay. His <laughs> Thank you. You've been listening to a podcast by University of California Television. For more information about this program or UCTV, visit us online at uctv.tv.